Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Into the 99 podcast, where we've got 99 cards because Commander is number one. I am your hostess with the Moses, Necrozak, and as always, I am joined by two of my dearest friends in the world, Brian and Ryan. Hello, fellas. How are you doing? Not bad. Not bad, not bad. So, if you're familiar with the Commander variant, uh, Magic the Gathering, where we do a 99 singleton deck centered around the color identity of a legendary creature, then you know that this episode is all specifically about spoilers to Kaldenheim and all the cards we want to put in these new commander decks or build decks around. So today we're going to be going over a bunch of the cards. We're going to talk about cards that we like, cards that we hate, cards that are probably going to be really good and cards that are probably still going to be really good because let's be honest, magic only builds for us now. They only make sets for commander. <laughs> it's really looking that way. But I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. Like I feel bad for my friends who want to play standard, but like guys, it, it definitely seems like they're even when they say they aren't building for us in specific you look at some of these sets and you're like, how would that card not be made specifically for Commander players? Exactly. So um, I'm sure you guys, if you're in the community at all, you've probably seen a lot of these cards already spoiled. Um, so bear with us if this sounds like you're hearing the same thing over and over again. But you're going to get our take on it, which I believe is you know unique enough that... Warrants a listen. Warrants a listen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm wonderful, so I just assume people want to listen to me talk anyways. <laughs> yeah, and you um, know what? Like, I've been just... Life has been super busy this spoiler season, so, mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, I haven't uh, we, I haven't posted anything for us, really, for spoilers. So, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I haven't seen much oh, yeah. of these. There's some sweet stuff in this set. There are two... I don't want to say mechanics, but two... Um, Two unique things coming in. So yeah, I think yeah, I heard of a, them, but we can always get into it on when it comes up on a card. Well, there's a there's a card type I'm very excited that is back, and there's also another keyword that's back that I'm super super happy about. We'll touch on them when we get there. But um, Ryan, do you want to start us off since this is your first spoiler episode with us? You want to start us off with the first card of the spoilers? Sure, sure. The first one is Halvar. God of Battle. He's two colorless, white, white, legendary creature god, and he's a 4 4. Um, he says, Creatures you control that are enchanted or equipped have double strike. And at the beginning of each combat, you may attach target aura or equipment attacking to a creature. Wait, attached to a creature you control to target creature you control. It's very cool. So obviously, it lets you during combat move your auras and equipment around. Is that how I'm reading that? Uh, at the beginning of combat. So you you know, you move to combat and then you have a trigger and you're able to swap stuff around, which is great because you know, we just saw this kind of stuff with Arden, Oh, yeah, you know, from Commander Legends. But this is even better because if you don't have double strike already, you just can give something double strike. Well, can you so- wouldn't you be able to stack the trigger? So if you do have Arden and you have this guy in say that Rog Rock and Arden deck, you equip everything to rog rock and then you can feel free to disseminate it to the rest of your creatures yeah so, so it doesn't have to be a voltron yeah as i say i don't know why you would necessarily do it that way when you could just use the trigger and oh yeah i everything. guess i must have read it wrong <laughs> but yeah i thought it had to be on a creature sorry <laughs> oh you're good it, it, it is super cool um and then i think 
another thing, part of the card is they're also all of the gods in this set are modal. So they have things on the back. I really find these cards interesting. I'm really happy that mm-hmm. they've continued to print them. Um, and the modal, so its other side is sort of the realms, and it's a colorless and a white for a legendary artifact equipment. And it says, equipped creature gets plus two or plus O and has vigilance. And whenever equipped creature dies, return it to its owner's hand. And its equipped cost is a colorless and a white. I wish so badly, I wish so badly I could just have this, like, in the deck as this card. I I don't even want to have Halver as the option. Like, I want... (laughs) I want the sword to be the main card and Halver to be the option. I mean, you, uh, I mean, you can play it as your commander, and then can you play it from the command zone as the flip? Yes, yes, you can. So, I mean, um, you still so have the, the option right off the bat to put the sword into play. For me personally, I want this in Glen, and I want the equipment side always, so I could search for the equipment, but. Yeah, these are sweet. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, like, like we talked about in Hush, I'm not a huge fan about the modal lands, but these modal cards where it's, like, you know, creature one side, spell on the other, or creature one side, now artifact on the other, I really, really like these kind of things. It's cool to keep seeing them. We have a yeah, unique one. A really unique design space. I really mm-hmm. like the art of the sword. Yes. Uh, that was something cool, too. You know, we get, um, if you guys haven't seen, if you've been kind of avoiding spoilers intentionally or unintentionally like brian um we have showcase arts again for these cards which is great but the showcase art is very unique instead of it just being like you know a full art or whatever they kind of look like they're etched in stone like they're runes which is very very cool very flavorful i Um, absolutely love it yeah, if you guys if you guys haven't had a chance to look at these yet, Mythic Spoiler has everything up, and you can click on the card individually, and it'll you can hover over it, and it'll show you the back. The I'm sorry, the showcase art is is phenomenal. Um, well, with that, Brian, do you want to read this next god? Sure. So this next one's going to be Allrund. I hope hopefully I said that name right. Oh yeah, if uh if we offend anyone indirectly because of our pronunciations, I went to public school. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Alrund, God of the Cosmos, three and two blue. Legendary creature god. Alrund gets plus one plus one for each card in your hand and each fore- uh, foretold card you own in exile. And foretold, or I believe foretell, are the same mechanic. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. For, um, foretell is on the on the card, and it would have been weird if it would have been for each foretell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then at the beginning of your end step, choose a card type, then remove the top two cards of your library. Put all cards of the chosen type into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. It's a pretty neat ability. And then Mm -hmm. the flip or the modal is Haka Whispering Raven, one and a blue. Legendary creature bird flying. When Haka Whispering Raven deals combat damage to a player, return it to its owner's hand, then scry two. That's really, that's cool. Okay. So you Mm -hmm. can put it, play it as the raven, hit the person, scry the two, and then adjust the cards as you wish and then return it to your hand and play him. That's cool. I like it. 
I, I think it's really interesting because it's a nice tempo card. So if you want to, let's say you're playing a mono blue deck with this as your commander, you know, like you want to be doing stuff off the very beginning. We're playing commander. So like you can play Haka on turn two, then set up your next two turns and then, you know, return them to your hand and play your god. I really like the design space here. Yeah, this is really cool. I, when I initially saw this guy, I really wanted to build him as a commander in a, like kind mm-hmm. of a foretold deck. But then looking through the set, there's not a lot of mono blue for foretell mm-hmm. to actually build around. But and he his, is super cool. And the pre-con legendary creature is very good for foretell. It's so good. <clears throat> Little birdie um, might be building that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and then we have the the art for it, like the the flip art. Or the alt art, I should say. Oh, the alt art is so much cooler. Yep. The oh, the yeah, the alt art for Alrund. The like this is this is one hundred percent Odin. Yeah, he's just missing a second. He's missing a second Raven, but this is one hundred percent Odin. Um, so cool. So the next card in the set, I'm super excited about, and it's very unique for the modal stuff. Um, so it's Valky, God of Lies. It's one black. For a legendary creature god, 2-1. When Valky enters the battlefield, each opponent reveals their hand. For each opponent, exile a creature card. They reveal this way until Valky leaves the battlefield. Then you can pay X. You choose a creature card exiled with Valky with CMC cost... I'm sorry, CMC X. Valky becomes a copy of that card. You guys know my love for copies. Yeah, that's going in your it deck. And it's it's very unique, too, because it's mono black. Well, it's not mono black technically, it's Rakdos. Because on the flip side, you have Tabalt, Cosmic Imposter, for five black and a red. Yeah, that's um, supposed it's to be a, Loki. Yeah. It's a five loyalty planeswalker, and it says, as Tabalt ETBs, you get an emblem with, you may play cards exile with Tabalt, Cosmic Imposter, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any card to cast those spells. His plus two is exile top card of each player's library. Neg three, exile target artifact or creature. Neg eight, exile all cards from all graveyards. Add triple red. Um, so very, very unique. When you build these cards and when you're looking at color identity, though, the thing you have to keep in mind is if even if you're just playing Valky, Valky is technically not a mono-black card. It is for color identity's sake. If you put it in a mono-black commander, it would technically not be legal because it's actual color identity is Rakdos because Tabalt on the back is Rakdos. Tabalt's alt art looks awesome. I yes. love I love the frame of this card. This yeah, looks the, amazing. The frames are insane. Like you guys do yourself a favor and go look at the showcase art for these cards. It's phenomenal. I will say, <clears throat> if I was rich, I would absolutely get one of the amazing altruists out there to do this but do loki from the marvel universe mm-hmm. well so i did like now his helmet <laughs> i liked i liked loki and ragnarok's helmet the best it was very it was more of the simple like band with horns which is what we see normally but um brian you want to or well ryan i should say since we're going to go in this order to keep things sensible yeah. uh twelve um, god of fury mm-hmm. it's two colors red red Legendary creature god 5-4 and has trample. And whenever a creature or planeswalker an opponent controls is dealt excess non-combat damage, Tarolf deals damage equal to the excess to any target other than that permanent. 
And then its flip is Torolf's Hammer. It's a colorless and a red for a legendary artifact equipment. And Torolf, or equipped creature, has one colorless red tap. Unattached Torolf's Hammer. It deals three damage to any target, and they return it to its owner's hand. And equipped creature gets plus three, plus O, as long as it's legendary and it's equipped. It's a colorless and a red. So this has to be a callback to, what's it, Bogardian Hammer, I think is what it's called? Kind of, yeah. I love when they do this, too, with, I don't know, I haven't looked at all the gods, but where it's, we're getting the card back to our hand if we play it for its flip side, typically. Like, the god's Mm -hmm. more expensive because it does more, but we're not getting punished for, like, well, I could only play the hammer on turn two and I didn't have anything else to do. So we're still going to be able to play the god eventually. I, like, I really like what they did that. I like how the hammer looks like Thor's hammer for the alt art. Mm-hmm. These alt art, just these showcase arts are phenomenal. They did such oh, a good job. I want all of them. Even if I'm not mm-hmm. playing with the cards, I want them all. Like, oh. I was this way about the comic book cards from Ikoria, but man, I think these are better than the comic book cards. Not to say the art was bad or anything, just that the art is so unique and different yeah. for this set. Um... Brian, this seems like a this god seems like a card you would play. So I have to say it. the 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 alt art or the the showcase art for uh, Torolf is amazing. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved that. Like the the guy being electrocuted is. <laughs> I yeah, find, I find it great fun. Very good use of white. Like it's it's so cool. So um, we have. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this name. Isika? Isika? <laughs> I don't know. God of the Tree. Uh, one and two green. Legendary creature god. Vigilance. Tap. Add one mana of any color. Other legendary creatures you control have vigilance and tap to add one mana of any color. Amazing. And then she, the her modal side is the Prismatic Bridge. It is Wooberg. Legendary enchantment. And at the beginning... Of your of your upkeep, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature or a planeswalker card. Put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The way, the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. It's insane. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, like I, I, I don't like, I don't like that it's planeswalkers, but at least it's just another type instead of just leaving at creatures. Yeah. We've already seen like these kind of five color decks I care about upkeep triggers like with the Sassy Sasse Shrines deck, you know? Like we've seen a lot of like oh, stuff yep. that already So there's already kind of like an archetype here for this card. But man, I, I don't know. That's just that's just nuts. It does work. 
Man, these <laughs> these showcase altars just keep blowing me away. They're very, very good. Do you guys care if I take the next card? Oh, yeah, by get all it, means. So the next one is Starheim Unleashed. It's two colors and a white, white for sorcery, and it creates a 4-4 white angel warrior creature token with flying and vigilance. If the spell was foretold, create X of those tokens instead, and it has foretell, which is XX white. Um, and then foretell, for any of you that haven't read it, is during your turn, you may pay two colorless and exile this card from your hand face down, cast it at a later time, or cast it on a later turn for its foretell cost. So it's kind of like a morph for spells, kind of. And I think they still have to, they care about their timing restriction. I'm fairly positive. Yes, so I, think I th yeah. think you're right. Yeah, I think I did hear that as well. Yeah, this is another card, like, the, once again, the art's beautiful. And even the, like, the showcase and the normal art, like, all the art's great. Just, I want this yeah. in foil so bad. Yeah, I'm sure it would be stunning. Uh, Brian, you want to take this next card since you read? Sure. We got Alrin's <laughs> Epiphany. Five and two blue. It is a mythic rare because we're talking about mythics right now. And create two one one blue bird creature tokens. See, there's the second and third raven. Yeah. <laughs> Mini raven. Uh, no, it's murder. It's a murder of ravens. Yeah. And then take an extra turn after this one. Exile Alrin's Epiphany. And you could foretell it for four and two blue. And again, during your turn, you may uh, pay two colorless and exile this card uh, from your hand and fa uh, face down and cast it later for its foretell cost. Like, yeah, I have to say it's really interesting. Like, because mm -hmm. if someone's about to wheel, could you not pay the two colorless to foretell no, it? No, I think you... Uh... I don't know what the time like does does the four okay we're at the we'll have to I'll chat up, with a judge. I'll, I'll look up the foretell while you guys keep going. Okay, cool. Because I really want to talk about this next card. Um, this is one of the mythics I'm at. I'm gonna like bust my butt to get. It's haunting voyage. Four black black for a sorcery. You choose a creature type. Return up to two creature cards of that type from your graveyard to the battlefield. If this spell was foretold, return all creature cards of that type from your graveyard to the battlefield instead and foretell us five black black. What's super awesome about this card, um, I really like. I really love bringing stuff back from the graveyard. I don't play a lot of tribes, but when I do, like stuff like this is great. So I would always play Patriarch's Bidding, which is three black black. It's a sorcery. Each player chooses a creature type and brings those creatures back. This only hits your stuff. So I never want to help my opponents at all. Gee, thanks, I'm... Zach. Okay. <laughs> I, I, have one, I have one deck de dedicated to being nice to people. So foretell is you can, anytime during your turn, you may pay two and exile a foretell card face down. Oh, uh, it's during your turn. Never mind. And then mm -hmm. you can only activate the foretell cost on a future turn. So you can't you can't activate its cost the same turn you play it. Gotcha. But what's what's nice though is as long as the foretold card doesn't get like disrupted in some way when you're foretelling it, we have no way to act, like deal with those cards as far as I'm aware of. Yeah, how, how can you exile exiled cards? Yeah, and 
I mean, you, if there's like cards, I and I would assume like Draineth Magistrate. Yeah, it's very it's very niche. Um, but yeah, so Haunting Voyage, super psyched about this card. Uh, someone want to take the next one? This guy looks pretty cool. Quake Bringer yeah, this is awesome. Three and two red. Giant Berserker. Okay, I'll give Wizards credit. We're getting some giant, some more giant tribal here. But Wizards, give me my worms. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> so, first ability. Your opponents can't gain life. I love this. I play lots of Mogus-style decks where... I'm preventing people from doing certain things or just not can't gain life. If you gain life, you're going to lose it. Um, and then at the beginning of your upkeep, Quake Bringer deals two damage to each opponent. This, this ability triggers only if Quake Bringer is on the battlefield or if Quake Bringer is in your graveyard and you control a giant. Foretell for four, two and two red. This guy's super cool. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to rebuild Mogus. Yeah, probably. And do like giant tribal, or like try <laughs> to do something that that, that sounds kind of cool. Be interesting. There's a, there's a lot of giant love in this set. It's one of the clans, so it's they got a lot of really cool. Forms. Which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So, I'll read this next one. Uh, it's Battle sure. Mammoth, three green green for a six five elephant with trample. Whenever a permanent you control becomes a target of a spell or an ability your opponent controls, you may draw a card, and you can foretell it for two green green. I really like this card. Yeah, seems good. Um, it's interesting because you know, a lot of my stuff gets gets targeted, and I play green. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much what I expect from green: be above the curve, do strong stuff like i'm not just like it's good like what what else do i need to say i definitely think this is going to be a i mean in our world i i definitely think this is going to be a card on turn two you're going to play it face down and then on turn four you're going to try to get them out i can't see this card going on turn being paid five mana for it mm -mm. So a lot of times decks have nothing to do on turn two unless you're ramping or casting some small dork yep or not playing anything <laughs> that's, that's also a thing Brian you want right. to take the next one sure so we got resplendent marshal which is uh, angel warrior costs one and white white flying when resplendent marshal enters the uh, enters the battlefield or dies at least gets both uh, you may exile another creature card from the graveyard when you do, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control other than Resplendent Marshal that shares a creature type with the exiled cards. It's nice to see angels getting some love, but I wish they would have introduced another creature type Valkyrie. But they, again, that's like the same same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think his card is. I think his card is super sweet. It does a lot of really cool stuff. The fact that it's a three cost angel is really really appealing i know i have a lot of friends that three for a three really three wanna... yeah well it's just the fact that it's three for a three three angel that's a big yeah. deal like we you know typically the angels in that realm i think are non-existent i think the other one's resplendent angel that costs three i think you're right they're still like few and far between yeah. but just seeing seeing a cheap cost angel that powerful is awesome you must be happy about the next card, Zach. 
I am very happy about the next two cards, but yeah, I definitely want to read this one. Uh, it's Orvar, the all form, three green for a legendary creature, shapeshifter, three, three. Uh, this was what I was alluding to earlier. One of my favorite, um, I don't know if it's keywords or ability, whatever you want to refer to it as, but changeling has made a comeback. And if you don't know what changeling is, um, changelings are all creature types. Just, that's it. Every creature type. Um, Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, if it targets one or more other permanents you control, create a token that's a copy of one of those permanents. When a spell or ability an opponent controls causes you to discard this card, create a token that's a copy of target permanent. Just insane. Yes, I'm so, so excited about that. That's been like um, the last two sets that have had like a really good like shapeshifter come out of it. And shapeshifter is my favorite creature type. I absolutely love like shapeshifters i love everything that they do because they're very unique very niche um but yeah when i saw this guy spoiled or this this thing spoiled um i was like yeah i'm building mono blue like clone <laughs> tribal i thought this would for certain see a home in your uh chain or your salamander deck see there it's gonna be like sakashima from commander legends i have like five Shakashimas in many different decks and <laughs> Orvar is going to be the same way. I'm going to have a billion of this just going in all these decks that Sakashima went in. Yeah, it'd just be another slot in. Like, mm -hmm. Why would Zach, you, you want to, Do you want to do this next one since you have a hard-on for it as well? Yeah, we off off, uh, off podcast camera, whatever you want to say, um, we had a conversation about this card already and I was just going on about it, but it's Burning Rune Demon. It's four black black a demon berserker 6-6 six, six, flying when burning rune demon etbs you may search your library for exactly two cards not named burning rune demon that have different names if you do reveal those cards an opponent chooses one of them put the chosen card in your hand and the other into your graveyard then shuffle your library this is just a better rune scar demon i'm, I'm saying it i don't feel bad about it it's cheaper uh it's one cheaper it's it's actually, like, as of right now, it is cheaper to purchase, technically. And the fact that it not only lets you tutor, but also entomb is super powerful. Most black decks are going to see this as only upside and no downside. It's a cool yeah, card. I, I'm very, very happy and excited about this card. I'm not a big demon guy. <laughs> but I am a He's big good. I am a big dragon guy, though. Then do you want to talk about this next dragon? <laughs> yeah, so we got Gold Span Dragon, cost three two red creature dragon, flying haste, and whenever Golden Span Dragon attacks, create a treasure token. And you know how much I love treasures. You know how uh, much I love treasures. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> uh, treasures you control have tap, sacrifice this artifact, add two mana of any one color. What? I can't wait to. I can't yeah. wait to see the Dockside Extortionist riding the dragon. This card's definitely going to have a home in at least one deck that I own. This goes in Negan, 100%. Goes in my dragon deck. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I'm pretty sure this next card is all you. Yeah, I'm excited for this guy. Um, <laughs> it's, it's Tyvar Kel. He's two colorless, green, green. Elves you control have tapped to add a add a black man into your mana pool. Uh, he comes into play with three loyalty. His plus one is put a plus one, plus one counter on up to one target elf. Untap it. It gains death touch until end of turn. His zero ability is create a one, one green elf creature token. 
and his minus six is you get an emblem with whenever you cast an elf spell, it gains haste until end of turn and you draw two cards. This thing is a monster, monster card advantage machine. This should not have been printed. Yes, it should have. You know, <laughs> this you know el- elves have already been broken. No, elves are not broken. You know, it's insane to think about here. It's yeah. like you can it just as plus one. You can untap Wellwisher. Yeah. You can untap Priest of Titania. Yeah. You can untap um, Elvish what? Archdruid. <laughs> Az- Azuri. Uh, like, Timberwatch Elf. Yeah, uh, just that's. You guys that's are just insane. making my point. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's like Car- I, it's this. This was one of the ones that I saw, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, "I was like, you're you, they're they're just forcing Golgari elves like." Here, do it. You've asked for it. Here it is. My Atlanta War Elves can now produce green or black. That card's so good. It is. So so good. Um, so our next well, our next mythic we're going to talk about because we're just doing mythics first and then we'll get to the rares. Yeah. Um so our next mythic that we're gonna talk about, I'm actually really excited, is Eradicator Valkyrie. It's two black black for a 4-3 Angel Berserker. So a lot of really cool creature types in this set. Flying, lifelink, hexproof from planeswalkers. And this is a it's also got another new mechanic stapled on it called Boast. It's one to black. You sack a creature. Each opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker. And Boast says activate this ability only if a creature attacked this turn and only once each turn. So this will also probably go in Negan if I open it. Um Can you not? no why not so zach you talked about things like sakashima where you needed 12 copies or the new changeling that you needed 12 copies <laughs> this is a card that i need like 12 copies of. and i guarantee it's not going to be expensive uh and no. i could see it seeing play in standard for sure just because of it being really like it's curved very well and the flying lifelink is just nuts it's, um there is no downside to this card mm-mm. do you know what so I think yeah. we'll just we'll just keep going here with what's on the screen because they clearly saw that elves was going to be a problem and how to make this white card. Doomscar? No, uh, that's, a, that's a rare. I know. Yeah, I'm just saying because I just saw it. <laughs> well, let me let me finish the last of the mythics and then you can do Doomscar. Oh, off yes, Doomscar. this one. This one. You can, okay. By all means. This card, I I had like I saw this card when it was first leaked and we thought it was fake. And then it got confirmed and I was like a kid on Christmas morning. Uh, it is Vorinclex Monstrous Rider. Four colors for four colors, green, green for a six, six legendary creature, Phyrexian Praetor. He has Trample and Haste. If you would put one or more counters on a permanent or a player. You put twice that many of each of those kinds of counters on that permanent or player instead. If an opponent would put or put one or more counters on a permanent or player, they put half that many of each of those kinds of counters on a permanent or player instead round down. Interesting. This card is insane. And the whole Phyrexian creature type's new too, right? I heard that they went back and eradicated some. The original Praetors were just, I think, Mm -hmm. legendary creature Praetor. Yeah. What's really sick about this card too, um, if you guys have kept up with like 
the judge promos or whatever, uh, Elish Norn was one of the first um, cards that have the actual Phyrexian script through the entire card. And I think as a nod to that, they did that with this card. It's one of the, it's kind of like the Teferi from, what was that, 20, where he had like six I'm different 21. printings. Yeah, he had like six different printings, and Vorniclex are doing the same way where you get the normal one, the Phyrexian script one, or the uh, showcase art that's like uh, all look like it's etched in runes. Oh, I want the showcase art so bad. I haven't seen any oh. of those ones. I'll have to try to find and those. Th this thing with doubling season, branching evolution, and... All of the token doublers? <laughs> Uh, so we still have three more uh, mythics to talk about in the multicolor section. Um, so I'm going to start that while you guys catch up. It's the first one is Kaya. She's back. Uh, the inexorable. It's three white black for a five loyalty Kaya. Uh, you can plus one. You put a ghost form counter on up to one target non-token creature. It gains when this creature dies or is put into exile. Return it to its owner's hand. Create a one-one white spirit creature token with flying. Neg three. Exile target non-land permanent. Neg seven. You can emblem with at the beginning of your upkeep. You may cast a legendary spell from your hand. From your graveyard or <laughs> among cards you own in exile without paying its mana cost. So very strong Kaya. Um and she's got a cool mohawk. And she's I mean, the most important thing about a planeswalker she has is her one of her abilities protects herself. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's always always important. I'm actually really excited about this next one if no one else wants to talk about it. No, by all means, I don't like planeswalkers. Um, <laughs> I I typically don't either, but I think this one's super interesting. Um, I'm probably going to butcher the name, but Nico Aris is a new Planeswalker. They are X, white, blue, blue for Legendary Nico for three. Um, the static ability is when Nico Aris enters the battlefield, create X charge tokens. Um, their enchantments with two, sack this enchantment, scry one, then draw a card. That's just insane to me. I think it's such a good like ability to have just as a static. They're plus one, up to one target creature you control can't be blocked this turn. Whenever this creature deals damage to this turn, return it to its owner's hand. Um, neg one, Nico Aris does two damage to target tap creature for each card you've drawn this turn, and Neg one, create a shard token. It's cool. So we got a... It's interesting how the last couple sets they've been coming out with Mythic um, Serpents. Yeah. Maybe they're slowly just giving Serpents some love, not my worms. So we got Coma, Cosmo Serpent, three, two green, two blue. Legendary Creature Serpent, this spell can't be countered. At the beginning of each upkeep, create a three, three blue serpent creature token named Coma's Coil. Sacrifice another serpent, choose one. Tap target permanent, its activated abilities can't be activated this turn. Or Coma Cosmo Serpent gains indestructible until end turn. Okay. This is like a Sylvar for Serpents now. Yes. But without the plus one plus one counters. I figured you would very much like that. And it's in blue and green. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll have yeah, to... I think it's good. I don't think it's amazing, but I definitely think it's good. I wouldn't um, run it as a commander, but, well, it, it, it's too expensive. Like, to me, it's seven mana. It's too expensive, but, like, I guess you're in, you're in the land of ramp, right? You're in Simic. Like, yeah. think about that. There's so many ways to cheat. That seven might as well be five, honestly. It doesn't seem like it's that big of a difference, but... Yeah. It is. Um, 
so that does it for our mythics. I don't think we missed anything. So Brian, do you want to start off the rares with the card you were trying to read like six times now? Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> so we got Doomscar. So they made this obviously because there's elves. Uh, three white, white, <laughs> destroy all creatures or foretell. So put it into exile for two and then cast it for three, one and two white. Yes. Get rid of them all. <laughs> Gone. Uh, I'm reading this next one. Sure. Uh, this next one is Icebreaker Kraken. It's 10 blue blue for an 8-8. Eight, eight. Um, it's a snow creature, which that was the other thing that I was talking about earlier. They brought back snow. Um, I was trying to brew a snow deck, and Ryan can attest to this for a while. And finally, like the set came out. And it was just like, oh, I can do it, and it's not going to be terrible. I think it's funny that initially you'd given up on it, and then as more cards got leaked, you got more and more excited and went right back to it. Yeah, and since then I've been buying like little bits of cards everywhere, but uh, enough of story time. So it's a snow creature Kraken. <laughs> the spell costs one less to cast for each snow land you control, so it's probably only going to be two blue in my case. When Icebreaker Kraken ETBs, artifacts and creatures target opponent controls don't untap during their player's next untap step. So what it should read is when Icebreaker Kraken enters the battlefield, artifacts and creatures Brian controls don't untap during his next untap step. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love you, Brian. Uh, return three snow lands you control to their owner's hand. Return Icebreaker Kraken to its owner's hand. So, big beefy creature that you can potentially cast for nothing. Late game, you can use it to, you know, keep someone tapped down so you can hit them real hard, and then it protects itself. It's kind of everything you want to see on a big beater. Yep. Yeah. Good card. Uh, Ryan, I think you wanted to read this next one, right? Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about this card. Uh, Tabalt's Trickery. It's a colorless and a red for an instant. Counter target spell. Choose one, two, or three at random. Its controller mills that many cards, then exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card with a different name than that spell. They may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then they put the exiled cards on the bottom of their library in a random order. So it's literally mill, mill three. Oh wait, sorry. Yeah, mill three, and then the first non-land card that you hit, you get to play. Is this the first red mill card? Yes, and it's I mean a solid firm counterspell. That it's the first. I think the first actual red counterspell. I mean they have like red elemental blast and blue elemental blast, but those are conditional. This is just a full-on red so counter you, spell. you counter the spell, and then they, they get to play something. Yeah, so you counter the spell, and then either they're exiling, they're milling one, two, or three cards. Then they're exiling the top card of their library until they hit a non-land permanent or spell. Gotcha. And, they may and then they may cast it without paying its mana cost. Then the cards that they mill, or sorry, the cards that they exiled that they can't cast go on the bottom of their library. It's a, it's it's basically just another um, God. What's it called? I can't think of what it's called. It's just in my mind. The it's another it's a chaos warp, but for spells. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, but I, I think it's going to really hit home in like CEDH. Like, I I think this is going to be. A staple in those formats but i also think that i think it's going to be a staple in red decks going forward 
Yeah, I'm sure. We'll definitely be interesting to see what they what goes on with that one. All right, um, Brian, do you want to take this next card? I feel like this is something you would like. Okay, so we got um, what is this? Ray Dan, God of the Worthy, two and a white, uh, legendary creature, God, flying and vigilance. Snowlands, your opponent's control, enter the battlefield tapped. Ha, Zach. Um, <laughs> non-creature spells your opponent's control. Or, sorry, non-creature spells your opponent's cast. With converted mana cost four or greater, cost two more to... Oh, wow. Two more yeah. to cast. This is definitely going to see a home in a lot of the, like, Staxi decks. Staxi decks, decks yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, that's... Once you get into later games, like a lot of the bigger win cons cost a lot of money. Um, it also has a, a modal side. Yeah, I was going to say the backside's also really nuts. So the artifact is Valkymra Protector Shield. If a source and opponent's control would deal damage to you or a permanent you control, prevent one of that damage. Whenever you, uh, whenever you or another permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent's controls, counter that spell or ability unless its controller pays one. Amazing. And the shield side is three and a white. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's uh, pretty crappy. I don't, I don't want to play against this card. I don't like it. <laughs> There's just so much interest. Like they, they yeah. definitely included a lot. This set very much feels like Ikoria to me in the regards that like everything seems interesting. It doesn't feel just like a standard set that you know has cool stuff in it, but ultimately it's just kind of bland. This set is very flavorful with just yeah. the callback to the different gods and um, the art and just the uniqueness of every. Every card, like, I want to read every single card from the set because everything just feels so unique. Like, we haven't had an effect like this before. I feel like a lot of thought actually went into this. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of creativity and uniqueness. Plus, I'm on a kick of Vikings and everything from Netflix and all that stuff, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> does anybody want to read the next one? Sure, I'll take it. Uh, Cosima, God of Voyage. Two colors, blue, legendary creature god for a 2-4. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may exile Cosima. If you do, it gains whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control. If Cosima is exiled, you may put a voyage counter on it. If you don't, if you, if you don't return Cosima to the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it and draw X cards where X is the number of voyage counters on it. And then its backside is the Amonkeel, is a colorless and a blue for a 3-3 legendary artifact vehicle. And whenever a vehicle you control deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles that many cards from the top of his or her li library. You may play cards from among those cards for as long as they remain exiled and it has crew one. You may play lands. Lands from among oh, those cards. Yeah, sorry. You may play lands. But it's an I, interesting card. I think its its non-vehicle side is much better than its vehicle side. I like to actually see vehicles back. Yeah, I saw this. I was very excited. I want to put it in my Seedry deck because um, it's just it's my pod racing deck. It has all vehicles in it. Can you, if you exile it on the Kasima side, can you return it to the battlefield as the vehicle side? 
Uh, I think so. No, because okay. it's coming. It can only come back. You're putting it on the yeah the Casima, not on the other side. This might be cool though, as like a mono blue like aggro strategy for use it as your commander, and then you've got the card advantage side, and then early on you can play the Amon Kiel side. I mean, you can play both sides, but mm -hmm. the Amon Kiel to kind of a little bit of ramp. Well, not really ramp, but at least keep your mana going if you peter out. I don't know. I mean, te technically, it can be ramp because you you can play lands. I have to say that I love the first name of this next one uh, due to the fact you know, that that Ghostbusters had a, a very good spot in my heart. Egon, <laughs> God of Death, and his modal side, Throne of Death. Who doesn't like having a throne? So uh, Egon, has, so legendary creature, God, costs two and a black, Death Touch. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile two cards from your graveyard. If you can't, sacrifice Egon and draw a card. Hey, Zach, the other sacrifice ability to draw. Mm -hmm. But you didn't say the most important part of Egon. The death touch? It's a 6-6. Six, six oh, crap. Three. I didn't even see that. Yeah. I, didn't, I haven't even looked at its power <laughs> toughness yet. Wow. No wonder you want to sacrifice them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the throne of death side only costs a, a single black. Um, at the beginning of your upkeep, mill a card, pay two and a black, tap, exile a creature card from your graveyard to draw a card. Not bad, actually. Very solid. I actually think this card, like, I mean, we generally play the singleton format, but I think this card's going to be really good in the four of constructed formats because you just, yep. on turn one, play the Throne of Death, and then on turn three, you play Egon, and then you have an endless stream of ways to... to exile cards out of your graveyard so that you don't have to sacrifice the 6-6 six, six beater. Very yeah. true. The 6-6 six, six death touch. <laughs> Even if you get something bigger. Uh -uh. Can I take this next one? Yeah, go for it, man. This is a card I'm super stoked about. Uh, Bergy God of Storytelling. It's two colors and a red for a 3-3 three, three legendary creature god. Whenever you cast a spell, add a red mana or add red until end of until the end of your turn, you don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. Creatures you control can boast twice during each of their turns rather than once. Its flip side is the Harnfell Horn of Bounty. It's four colors and a red. Discard a card, exile the top two cards of your library, and you may play those cards this turn. That's Very actually fun. a pretty neat card. Or yes. both of them. Yeah, I think this card has the potential to do some some really, really dumb stuff. Some shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're you know, you play like a uh like a, a goblin strategy or just like real cheap creatures where you're like I'll play a one drop and then I get a green a red man. I'll play another one drop, I get another red oh, man. So you can it just... is every spell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you can and then if as you you know, you cast four or five goblins and then you can cast a card with storm. And then all the storm cards, st the storm copies add more red mana to your mana pool. And you just keep like. Yeah, this is one of those decks that snowballs very quickly. And then you've got like Jessica's Will that allows you to exile the top cards of your library so you get more cards. Like I think it just, it can, one of those strategies, it can just get out of hand in a hurry if you hit the right cards. I really am curious if this would see uh, CEDH play as a, as a deck. 
I'm sure it will. I, I think it, I mean, I don't know enough about the format, I'll be completely honest, but I think it has the stuff that is needed to kind of get there. And the fact that, like, you can, uh, what's it, Jeweled Lotus, it yeah, out. Theoretically have it out on turn one, and you can go off on turn one. Yeah. Very interesting card. Like I said, I really like what they've been doing with these sets. This set mm-hmm. has been great so far. Um, you guys want to read the next couple of cards? So I've got like five cards coming up I'm going to read. That yeah, sounds go good. I got Colvori, God of Kinship. Two, two green, legendary creature god. At the uh, As long as you control three or more legendary creatures, Colvori gets plus four. Plus four, plus two, and it has vigilance. Oh, yeah. Um, one and a green to tap. Look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal a legendary creature card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And model side is the Ringheart Crest. Um, one and a green, and it is a legendary artifact. at the be- uh, As the Ringheart crest enters the battlefield choose a creature type tap one or sorry tap it to add one green spend this mana only to cast a creature spell of the chosen type or a legendary creature spell cost one and a green that's not not like a too bad like another mana stone it's a very interesting card um i'm curious as to how how this is going to be built like obviously it's most likely going to be built around legendary creature matters. Yeah. But like, I'm curious how the flip side would be used. If anyone would ever use the flip side, you know, and the actual what, artifact. Yeah. And what creatures like what maybe, I don't know, maybe an elf build. I'm not, a, lot, I'm just lot, a lot of legendary elves. Yeah. I don't, I, I do see like, because you have things like Multani and Yavamaya and Joriel and all the mono green really good stuff, but I don't think a lot of them share the creature types. I really think you just want to constantly play it. That's yeah, that's what I was getting at. I'm just curious as to if someone built off the backside with in mind like what they would do. Because I, I can't think of anything off the top hey, of my head. If you guys have any ideas, let us know because we're apparently interested. <laughs> well, I mean, when you think though, like if you and, and I'll just end it real quick on this but if it's a colorless and a green to add a mana to cast a creature spell the chosen type of you're better off just casting a ramp spell yeah like i don't see any reason why on on turn two i would want to put this thing into play on this side unless you oh no you can't yeah i, I think you just want to play it with Kalvari and kind of ignore the backside. but i might yeah. be wrong like i said like dan said if you've got I'm sure. sorry brian if you've got ideas, send them to us. One one more thing. You can tap it to add a green for a legendary creature spell, because it's chosen type or a legendary creature spell. So that is relevant. Yeah. Um, Brian, That's you want to read this next card? Or whoever, I don't care. I'm reading the next couple. <laughs> so we got Sigrid, God of Favored. One and two white. Uh, legendary creature, human warrior. Uh, flash, first strike, protection from god creatures interesting when sigrid god favored enters the battlefield exile up to one target attacking (laughs) or blocking creature until sigurd leaves the battlefield interesting that's it's super cool i think it's narrow it's pretty narrow well not the flash and first strike flash first strike is just sweet 
Mm-hmm. Yep. But the protection right. from God creatures. That that's pretty interesting because a lot of the God creatures are relevant in EDA, like in our format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Moving on. This is stuff I'm excited about. Everything else doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, next next card we're going to talk about is Ascended Spirit. It's one blue for a snow creature spirit. You can pay two snow mana. Ascended Spirit becomes a spirit warrior with base power and toughness 2-3. It starts off as a 1-1. One, one. Then you could pay three snow mana. If Ascended Spirit is a warrior, put a flying counter on it and it becomes a spirit warrior angel with base power and toughness for 4. Then you can pay four snow mana. If Ascended Spirit is an angel, put two plus one plus one counters on it and it gains whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. I love this card. It's a snow creature, it's already cool, but what's really awesome is it's a callback to Warden of the First Tree, who's a callback to Figure of Destiny, and they all operate the same way. You can only, you can only, uh, like, it's like a level up mechanic, which I like level up to begin with, but that's what you're doing. It has to be one thing before it can become another, before it can become the last. Yeah, it's a I very really cool like card as well. Yeah, it's a very cool card. I think it will see a moderate amount of play just from this set specifically because snow matters. And what's cool is it's not telling you what snow mana you have to use. You just have to use snow mana. So it, for one blue, it can literally fit in any deck that cares about snow or just has snow mana to use randomly. Um, yeah, that's not bad at next, all. No. Next card is my favorite god from the set. We've already done an episode on it, so I won't go into huge detail, but I'm just super excited about this card. It's Turgrid, God of Fright, 3 black black for a 4-5 god. It has Menace, and whenever an opponent sacks a non-token permit or discards a permanent card, you may put that card from your graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Like Dan said a billion times, it's not your graveyard, it's our graveyard. It's not your. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I don't have the music. Our favorite. <laughs> uh, the backside is Turgid's Lantern. It's three and a black for a legendary artifact. You can tap it. Target player loses three life unless they sack a non land permit or discards a card. And then three and a black to untap Turgid's Lantern. Very strong, very good. Um, I don't really care about this dwarf if someone wants to read that. Brian, you like dragons. He talks about dragons in here. So this one is Magda, Brazen Outlaw, one and a red. Legendary creature, Dwarf Berserker. Other dwarves you control get plus one, plus zero. Whenever a dwarf you control becomes tapped, create a treasure token. Sacrifice five uh, five treasures to search your library for an artifact or a dragon card and put that card onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. I think this goes into Negan. Get out of here. Well, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. No, it does. Go get Lucille. Yeah. 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 Or something else stupid. Uh, it's a cool card. I love that dwarves got love. Um, if you don't care about dwarves, Berserker is a um, creature type in this set that I think is new. Might not be, but I know it's actually supported in this set, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, the next god, all right, I lied. I said Turgor's my favorite, but it might be Jorn, or it's a very close tie. But this is Jorn, god of winter. It's two and a green for a legendary snow creature god, 3-3. Three, three. Whenever Jorn attacks, untap each stove permit you control. Jorn is very good, but the flip side is insane, in my opinion. It's Cauldring, the Rhyme Staff, for one blue-black. So this is a Saltai Commander. It's a legendary snow artifact. You tap uh, Cauldring. And you may play target snow permit card from your graveyard this turn. If you do, it ETBs tap. So what's awesome is it says you may play. 
So you can hit your lands or you can hit anything uh, that has snow spells. in it. Yeah. It's it's awesome. And with this set we got a lot of, you know, great snow permanents to choose from, whether it be creatures, lands that are basic or the new dual lands. I I'm very, very excited. I've been already building and acquiring cards to build this deck. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I yeah, I didn't see this one, or I think I saw the Jorn God of Winter, but I didn't see his artifact that he turned into. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know that's going in your your deck, obviously, for your snow. Yeah, he's, it's going to be the commander. It was going to be um, the turtle. The turtle, yeah, because it had a snow feel, you know, with tapped, <laughs> untapped, what have you. But Jorn is now the commander. Um, Makes sense. Like. That obviously 100 like makes sense. So we, I'm oh, sorry. I was, I was going to say like this next card also is absolutely insane. Oh, there's snow sorceries and interesting. Okay, go right ahead. Do it. Uh, uh, yeah. So we have search for glory, which is two and a white for a snow sorcery. Uh, search your library for a snow permanent card, a legendary card or a saga card. Reveal it, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. You may gain one life for each snow mana spent to cast a spell. Cool card. This it's is really nuts. neat. I like. Yeah. You had snow lands before, now you got snow everything, but I guess like it makes sense when in the past they had tribal spells, so elf mm -hmm. sorcery, so I get it. What's I also it, like the, it, this, that card, while snow can be relevant, mm -hmm. it still does a lot without the snow. That's exactly what I was going to get at, like being able to just find a legendary card, being able to find a saga, which in most white decks, they care about sagas. So having the modal, excuse me, the modal ability and even worst case three mana, if you're just playing Snowlands, you can ramp in mono white with a with a sorcery card. You know what I mean? That's yeah. good. Can I take the next one? Yeah, go for it. Graven Lore, it's three colors, blue-blue, for a snow instant. Scry X, where X is the amount of snow, mana spent to cast a spell, then draw three cards. It's um, so cool. Yeah, and, and I find that a lot of people, when they run mono blue, they tend to run all snow, even if they don't care about snow. Well, now they have a reason to care about snow. Exactly. There's also, there's also that Sphinx, and I can't remember the name of it from Commander Legends, that whenever you scry, you draw a card. Mm -hmm. instead of scry so like you could pay five with snow draw five cards then draw three cards so you can draw eight cards for five mana at instant speed at instant speed that's bonkers that's funny yep i like that I, it's the snow stuff is really cool because it's just incidental value i can't tell you how many decks i've seen people playing just snow lands because they like how they look not even because they're relevant now like it's just incidental value you know like i'm gonna play graven lord because there's no reason not to. It's just a good draw spell. Yeah, it's really good. Um, another snow uh, card we have is Blood on the Snow. Uh, it's four black black for a snow sorcery. You can choose one. Destroy all creatures. Destroy all planeswalkers. Then return a creature or planeswalker card with CMC X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, where X is the amount of snow mana spent to cast a spell. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it's just so good. There's a lot of cards that are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, you want to take this next one? So we got Tundra Fumarol, one and two red snow sorcery. Tundra Fumarol deals four damage <laughs> to target creature or planeswalker. 
You just give me all the weird words to say. <laughs> um, unintentionally, sorry. Uh, four damage to target creature or planeswalker. Add one colorless for each snow spent to cast the spell. Until end of turn, you don't lose this mana as ste- the steps end. So it's red, a so red ramp. It's very interesting, right? Like every yeah. every color is now going to be required to red snowlands. I hope every land that we get out of this deck is a snowland because it's kind of hard to get. Yeah. Um, next card is Blessing of Frost. It's three and a green for a snow sorcery. Distribute X plus one plus one counters among any number of creatures you control or X is the amount of snow mana spent to cast a spell. Then draw a card for each creature you control with power four or greater. I really like this card, but it the decks that I would want it in would not be able to really capitalize on the snow mana. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things like uh I was looking Tomer from Commander Clash was tweeting a lot about this stuff where these are there are a lot of really cool cards that you would want to use in other decks, but it almost forces you to have to play snowman you know, play snow lands just to really get used out of it. Because Blessing of Frost is very powerful. But if you don't have snow mana and you just put in like a normal deck you literally you can't do anything with it yeah yeah like, like i would really want this in my kalfner deck because all it cares about is plus one plus one counters but mm-hmm. i run like non like nine basic lands in the whole deck maybe even less than that yep hey, uh, that's we got aragorn in the next uh next card <laughs> <laughs> well go ahead and uh read it Rally the ranks, one in a white enchantment. As Rally the ranks enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Ghosts? <laughs> spirits. Yeah, spirits. Creatures you control the chosen type get plus one, plus one. So they ban one one uh, thing and then they make another. Sounds good to me. This card, this card really doesn't do anything for me. It's, um, too, it's it, too narrow. It makes white weenies viable. Yeah, but you have to play like Human. I mean, maybe in like white or white black clerics, or, or, it goes in a changeling tribal deck. Yeah, that too. Sure. Sure. Which is totally not what I'm doing. <laughs> well, you're not doing it with white. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm doing five color. I'm using Morphrond. Oh, interesting. It's all gonna be changeling. So I'll I take this. I saw this ahead, name. Buddy. I'll let you read it, but I saw this name and the first word. Like I was like, oh, I was like, Daniel might not like this. I haven't read it yet. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of Daniel-ish, <laughs> like anti-Daniel. Uh, Cyclone Summoner, five colors, blue, blue for a seven-seven giant wizard. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, return all permanents to their owner's hands except for giants, wizards, and lands. This is going to, I mean, un- or, sorry, unfortunately, fortunately, you can't, like, it doesn't have flash, but this is going to lead to some, to some miserable. And it's, the same, it's the same CSC as Cyclotic Rift. <laughs> but, so gonna, it won't be miserable if I'm playing Changelings. Because nah. yeah, all your crap stays. <laughs> Choose which one you like, Giants or Wizards. What, what are my creatures? <laughs> I'll let you pick. <laughs> Um, so we're yeah, getting more is, clerics, which is nice. Yeah, this card is super, super cool, and I find it very unique that this effect is on a black card. Um, 
Dream, uh, it's Dream Devourer. It's one black for a demon cleric. Each non-land card in your hand without foretell has foretell. Its foretell cost is equal to the mana cost re reduced by two. And then whenever a foretell, whenever you foretell a card, sorry, Dream Devourer gets plus two plus zero oh until end of turn, and it starts out as a zero three. Super uh, super build... weird. But if you build your deck right, like you could like foretell a bunch of creatures. Mm -hmm. And kind of blow up the world, play I don't know, because he needs to be in play. Mm -hmm. I wonder how that would work like if you exile the cards to like four foretell and then he is gone. Do they still do you we still have get to, to use them? We have to ask Lotus. Yep. Because yeah, that, that would be cool. Like you play a bunch of cheap like creatures, then you you wrath, and then all your creatures cost you play it right, they're like one white or one black to play all your creatures if you play it in like a a black white clerics deck. I want to say that if he's gone and they've been for and you foretold the card, you should still be able to do the thing. But I don't know. We'll have to ask Lotus if we forget. And Lotus, if you're listening, please message me directly and let me know. <laughs> Even if you don't, though, like if you use it in a black white cleric deck, keep him in play, foretell a bunch of stuff, and then they all cast for a white and a black. And then he gets the whenever you foretell, he gets plus two plus oh. You could almost like alpha strike somebody pretty cheaply. Mm-hmm. Especially very things like Skyclave Apparition and Tide Hollows. Like things that when they come into play they exile other creatures and So this yes. Dex card I I love it. I love it just for its flavor text. It is Ernie Broken Brow, two and a red. I'm going to read his flavor text first. <laughs> I headbutted a troll. And one. It is, uh, he has a uh, legendary creature, human berserker. Haste, boast for one colorless. You may change Arnie Berserker's power to one, plus the greatest power among other creatures you control until end of turn. He is a 3 3. It's a cool yep. card. That's very interesting. Our resident dwarf is excited about this. Uh, I don't know who that might be, but. Benson. He loves uh, dwarves. I didn't know. <laughs> He's so excited about this card. He is. It's just. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna take the next card. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has cats, so any one of us should want to read this card. I'll take it. So it's oh, it's another weird name. Asika's chariot, Asika's chariot, three and a green, um, legendary artifact vehicle. When Asika's chariot enters the battlefield, create two, two, two green cat creature tokens. Whenever Asika's chariot attacks, create a token that's a copy of target creature you control. Crew for four, and it's a four, four. Very cool card. Everything about this card is neat. They're so floofy. Like, yeah, it's like, it's super silly, but like looking at it, it's already a vehicle, which is awesome. Um, when you cast it, you get two, two, two cat creature tokens. Cats are relevant. Just the fact that they're creature tokens is relevant. And then getting two copy target token you control. That's, yeah, everything about this card is very, very cool. It is silly, but it does a lot of very neat things. Um, the next card on the list is Glorious Protector. It's two white, white for an angel cleric, three, four with flash and flying and foretell for two and a white. When Glorious Protector ETBs, you may exile any number of non-angel creatures you control until Glorious Protector leaves the battlefield. 
It's a cool card. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, you know, just being able to protect your board, I will definitely sacrifice this creature to save my board. It's in white, so yeah, pretty uh, cool. The next, the next card is Cosmos Charger, three colors and a blue for a three-three. He's a creature horse spirit. Has flying flash. Foretell foretelling cards from your hand cost one less and can be done on any player's turn. And its foretell cost is two colorless and a blue. This card's that, awesome. That one's really mm -hmm. good. Uh, I, 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 I kind of want to make a Grixis foretell deck, honestly. Well, it's even cool with this guy. Like, if you play him and then you can cop or make a copy of him, then your mm -hmm. foretell your foretell spells are free. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Crippling Fear, which is two and two black. Choose a creature type. Creatures that aren't of the chosen type get minus three, minus three until end of turn. Four, mm -hmm. four CMC for that side isn't that bad, actually. I would use that. No. Yeah, it's it's really solid. Oh, like it, it is a sorcery. <laughs> uh, next card, we got Dragonkin Berserker. It's one in a red for a human creature Berserker. It's a 2 2 first strike. Most abilities you activate cost one less to activate for each Dargan you control. So there you go. More stuff for your Dargan decks. And then boast four and a red. Create a 5-5 uh, red Dargan creature token with flying. There we Sweet. go. Yeah, that's not bad at all. All um, right. I'm taking this, this next one. I'll fight you. Fine. <laughs> this is my favorite card in the set. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. This looks amazing. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. It's in search of greatness. It's two green for an enchantment. Yes two green at the beginning of your upkeep you may cast a permanent smell from your hand with converted mana cost equal to one plus the highest converted mana cost among other permanents you control without paying its mana cost if you don't scry one this card is bonkers i just i don't understand what they're doing they're, i don't understand how they're this doing is what they thing. do they're making making green great again I don't understand how it's not a mythic. It just blows my mind. I don't understand that it costs two green. Yeah. This card is like it. I, I it's almost an auto include in any green deck. Well, all right. So it goes in any green deck, sure. But like, think of stuff that you know, we'll say Simic or Saltai or Teamer. Anything, anything that, that just ramp stuff out. Well, not even just that, but um, cards that give you access to a paradoxical haze. Right where you get two upkeep triggers. Oh yeah, that's true. That's just, pretty sweet. Hold on, that's really and true. Does I forget um, the Sphinx of the Second Sun? That doesn't give you another upkeep, right? I don't believe so, but I haven't really read it. Okay, I'll have to look it up. Um, yeah, cards insane. We're gonna keep moving. Uh, Brian, you want to take his next one because I want to read the one after. Yeah, because we got Righteous Valkyrie, two and a white. Creature, Angel, Cleric, flying. Whenever another Angel or Cleric enters the battlefield under your control, you gain life equal to the creature's toughness, automatically going into my Cleric deck. As long mm -hmm. as you have at least seven life more than your starting life total, creatures you control get plus two, plus two until end of turn. For three CFC, okay. Thank, um, thank you, Wizards. I will just say thank right. you. Uh, so Sphinx of the Second Sun does work with um, In Search of Greatness because it gives you, <laughs> after your post-combat main phase, there's an initial beginning phase. Oh. That includes untap, upkeep, and draw. My SC deck is going to be excited. <laughs> um, so the next card is one that I think 
everyone's super excited about, and by everyone, at least me, me, is Mystic Reflection. It's one to blue. Choose for an instant, choose target non-legendary creature. The next time one or more creatures or planeswalkers ETBs this turn, they enter that as a copy of chosen creature. And you can foretell for one blue. Card's wow. amazing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm taking this next one. Mm-hmm. By all means. Chemfar Avenger. It's a colorless and a black for a 3-1. It's a elf berserker. Avenger. Whenever another elf... <laughs> Whenever another elf, t- not oh, good lord, you got me all flustered. <laughs> Whenever another non-token elf or berserker you control dies, you draw a card and you lose life. Clearly, this goes into all the berserker decks. Yes. What berserker decks? And, and <laughs> exactly. Probably, probably elf. Maybe, maybe I could see, I could see it fight into space. <laughs> why, why, like <laughs> why wizards? Oh. <laughs> It gets better. The, not the next card, but the one after. Yeah. Even, even so we got Reck- Reckless Crew, which is... Oh, hold on. Before before you go to Reckless Crew, the one thing I do like about it is it's not a you may. So if someone overextends and does the elf ball thing and has like 30, 40 elves... Yeah, they draw their deck. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just kill them, right? Yeah, yeah that's like, very true. You, you wipe the board. They gonna die. Gonna have to start running Wallwisher. <laughs> right. So we right, got, now you can take reckless. Yeah. So reckless clear at Lekla, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reckless <laughs> crew three at a red sorcery. Create X two one red dwarf berserker creature tokens, where X is the number of vehicles you control plus the number of equipment you control. For each of those tokens, you may attach an equipment you control to it. What did Until- I just read? super super good uh you're getting to make tokens which is awesome and they're not just typical one one tokens which i really like and (laughs) you get in for the number of vehicles you control plus the number of equipments you control yeah and then you can attach them with their equipment like it rewards you for playing dwarf vehicles like they started in um kaladash without any like without any real support so it's nice. This this set feels like they did a very good job at like giving giving certain tribes and um, archetypes that had minimal support a lot of support because there are a ton of like spaces that have now been filled with different cards from this set. All right, and, Brian, you ready for this one? Yeah, Elvish War Master. It's a colorless and green for an elf warrior two two. Whenever one or more other elves enter the battlefield under your control, create a 1-1 green elf warrior creature token. This ability triggers only once each turn. And then pay five green green. Elves you control get plus two, plus two, and death touch until end of turn. Ridiculous. Like It would be even more ridiculous if it didn't say this ability triggers only once each turn. Yeah, Golgari elves are really becoming a thing. Alright, uh, I'm going to read the next three cards so you guys sure. just have to step down for that. The first one is Runeforge Champion 2 and a white for a 2-3 Dwarf Warrior. When Runeforge Champion ETBs, you may search your library and or graveyard for a rune card. Reveal it and put that card into your hand. If you search your library this way, shuffle it. You may pay one rather than pay the mana cost for rune spells you cast. Rune spells are very cool. Um, we'll get to some later, but they're really neat and I hope we see a lot more of them. Um, this guy's just sweet. He's probably going to go into my Glenn deck. Um, he meets everything that I like about him. 
this next card, I'm going to mess up the name because I don't know how I'm supposed to say it, but bear with me, is Reflections of Lajara. That's how I would pronounce it. That's how I would uh, pronounce it. I would assume the J doesn't sound like a J, but Latara. I don't know what it's... Yeah, I don't know what it's supposed to sound like. So it's four blue for an enchantment. As Reflections, ETBs, choose a creature type. Whenever you cast a spell, the chosen type, copy that spell. That's stupid. <laughs> Copy it. Yeah. That's insane. There's there's some really insane cards here. Um I'm reading this next one, so log <laughs> off. This next one it's another so it's another tribe that we've seen in D D for years, but hasn't had any support in magic. Um, you know, with the companies being linked, you think we'd seen these much sooner. Uh and it seems like they're I don't know how I feel about the creature t- like the type that they chose but we have dorgar and necromancer it's three no black for a snow creature zombie cleric it's a four four if a non-token creature an opponent controls would die exile that card with an ice counter on it instead you may cast spells from among cards in exile your opponent's own with ice counters on them and you may spend mana from snow sources as over mana of any colors to cast these spells that's like Let the same hammer as aura you said what <laughs> You, you I said, let me guess, it's going in your snow deck. <laughs> I think it just goes really in any deck. Like, if you, as long That's as cool. you, as long, once again, like, if you just play um, Snowlands, just because you like how they look, I don't know why this, why he wouldn't go in any of any deck that could. Cause it's this actually very... might be awesome in my Rankle deck if I just go get a bunch of Snowlands. It's just a very powerful effect. You know, like, if he gets removed, whatever. The cards are still exiled from him, so if you bring them back, if you were to bring it back, which were in black, you're able to do so. Um, so you can just keep doing the thing. Next up, we have Calamity Bear. We got two a two red creature, a giant berserker. We got a lot of these berserkers. If a giant mm-hmm. source you control would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals double that damage to that permanent or player instead. Just some more, some more doubling. I really wish that um, Brash Tonner was a giant goblin. <laughs> or a goblin berserker? Yes. <laughs> All right. Next, The next one is Old Growth Troll. It's triple green for a 4-4. Four, four. Creature Troll Warrior. It has trample. When Old Growth Troll dies, if it was... If it was... Wait. If it was a creature... Return it to the battlefield. It's an aura enchantment with Enchant Forest you control. And Enchant Forest has tap add two green and one and one colorless tap sacrifices land. Create a tapped four four green troll warrior creature token with trample. Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on with this card. It's sweet though. <laughs> it's a cool card. I I'm confused, but yeah, that that was pretty interesting. <laughs> If it's a creature, it replaces itself as an aura chant and aura like enchanted to a forest, right? Then you can tap that forest, it adds two green, or you can pay one, sack it, and get a four-four troll warrior creature with trample. So you either have the troll or have a yeah. what growth uh what's it called? Wild growth? Yeah. Or have a troll again. I kind of wish troll. And I understand why they didn't make it legendary, but I kind of wish it was legendary so that you could 
when it died, it went to the graveyard, came back and chanted the land. You could tap sack the land to get the four four. Then it would go to the command zone, and then you could play it again and just keep recycling itself over and over and over. Yeah, that's pretty. That, neat. Would, be, that would be very cool. They could have easily done that if they just made it like a legendary token. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, that's some of the takes on like just. Unfortunately, we we would have to take more time to go through all of them. There's just so much to take a look at in this set. It it's bonkers. Like going through this stuff because like half of the, half of these cards I didn't even see. Like this is the first time that I've seen them. Um, elves, elves just keep getting so much love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. they, they. But you know what? It's I think it's one of those creature types that are people's favorite creature types. Yes, uh, I stopped building them because they're just so overpowered at times. But they no, are just so fun, though. I'm I'm super excited about my snow, my changeling stuff. Um, I told you guys there are probably four deck or five decks I'm building out of Kaldheim specifically, and one of them is like Morphron with just the changelings from this set. But is I'm there super that excited. many changelings just from this set that you're able to? Oh, I. It's not just from this. I, I should rephrase that oh, okay. because they were in Lorwyn and Modern Horizons. But what I mean is, like, they're just better, better ones. That it, like, it's finally something I feel like I can do, and it be done where I don't feel like I'm just kind of hoping I don't lose every second. Yeah, there's there's a lot in this set that I I was talking to somebody. It's I find that like Commander Legends, we had a lot of just things that were just bonkers and over the top, and there are a lot of good cards in this set. But I don't think there's anything that I'm just like, holy crap, I absolutely have to build around it because it's too good. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of just, there's a uh, lot of solid additions to this deck. Uh, you mean, uh, search for no, but, uh, uh, greatness no, no, no. isn't a build around? No, but I think like, insert, I can't make in search for greatness my commander. Yeah, you can. Well, you know what I mean. Like, there's I do nothing... know what you mean. But I, I don't think this set is. I, I think this set as a, overall has a lot of powerful things, but I don't think there's things in this set that are just so unbelievably overpowered. Um, the green elf planeswalker. I don't think he's, but he's not your commander. I don't. What? I don't. <laughs> I, I said it already. OP. I said it already, and I'll say it again. Um, Ikoria is probably my favorite set that Wizards has done. And what I like about Ikoria, I feel like they've capitalized again on here in Kaldheim. Yep. It's a very flavorful set. It feels like I don't I'm I'm gonna sound like an awful content creator, so forgive me. I don't know if we have storyline behind the set yet, but what I like about it is I feel like even though I don't know any of the story, I feel like with how the cards operate, with the art, with um just the watermarks for the different clans. It really feels like I can look at the, just the cards and have the story of the set. And the only thing that, that I'm truly bummed about this set is there's no Yetis. Wizards, yeah. you got to give us a, more Yetis. No, oh, more oh. worms. I call dibs. I've been asking first. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do have a Yeti. Do we? False Peak Yeti. It's a future okay, Yeti. There's one card. So we'll we'll talk about the Yeti on a later episode. I don't even know which one it is. So you can find, so make sure uh, to check us out into the 99.com. You can find it's your one-stop shop for all of our content all in one place, as well as every Tuesday night, we do our stream and myself and Zach 
Ryan occasionally joins. And we bring on guests from the community, other content creators, or just people from our Discord server. If you're looking for our Discord server, it's in our link tree link below. Please join us. We talk all things magic and just have a great time in the community. As well, mm-hmm. if you want to help support us and our content that we are creating, you can check t- uh, check us out on Patreon.com. Some new tiers and things coming in the future, as well as our merch store. You can show your support by buying a t-shirt or a sweater. Um, again, when it comes to all of these things, all the proceeds go right back into what we're doing here, mm-hmm. making our content better, and so we can bring more to you guys the community we love you all yes if you guys did if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, please leave a like and a review hopefully positive it really helps other people find us and get our content to more ears yes um if brian has ruined you on magic by talking please don't let his opinions stop you from loving the rest of us (laughs) (laughs) and i guess always brian dies first no brian does not die first no we're we're getting rid of that (laughs) biggest threat dies first so probably ryan or if jake is playing with us jake has to die first i'm nice i don't try (laughs) shout out to casual jake he does back or han (laughs) han dies first han always has to die first and on that note have a great night or great great day (laughs) (laughs) See see you guys